This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We have as our guest today, Lynn Falconio from Publicis um, Health, and she's the Chief Marketing Officer. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Americus. Thank Hi, you so Lynn. much for having me. So one of the things I've heard about coronavirus, I mean, we know this is true in general, that everything's moved more online. But, you know, I, I study retail and everybody's shopping online instead of the physical stores and stuff. But what I've heard is in health, the transformation to this digital interface and telemedicine and all of that has been extraordinary, much higher than anything else. Is that uh, that's what I've heard. Is that true? Do you agree with that? I, I absolutely do agree. Um, we've certainly watched this from the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, at the beginning, it was basically there was no other option, right? People were not going to, to the doctor's office. And the way that we talk about it is, you know, we've been, we've been preparing for the arrival of this for many years. And like many things, uh, COVID really served as a catalyst to push us into the direction that the market was eventually heading anyway. And absolutely. I mean, the numbers have been astounding just in terms of how many practices not only had to adopt telemedicine and telehealth, but who are now going to keep it. Um, we've all been forced into this, into this living experiment. And I would say, um, while there's still a lot of kinks that, that we all need to work out, for the most part, uh, on the consumer side, as well as on the healthcare professional side, people prefer it. It's, it's opened up um, quite an opportunity to do more, to build better relationships, and to really get more connected to your health. Let me build on that question, because I think Barbara's pointing to something that we uh, often care about a lot, Lynn, and I want you to speak on the data uh, perspective of this and what you're seeing. So there, overall, consumers are positive toward telehealth and telemedicine. Are you noticing any differences within specific types of consumers where this tendency might be particularly amplified? Is it, are younger consumers more, more uh, easily persuaded to want to be a part of this? Or are there interesting kind of segment uh, differences that, that the data has uh, shown you and that you would be uh, comfortable commenting on? Sure. It's a great question. And, you know, I think that what we all expected to see was that the younger cohorts were going to be the ones that readily adopted it. And there would be some trouble spots, perhaps with people who are a little bit more old school, I would say, or, you know, even just a, a more senior population. But but honestly, Americus, it's, it's, it's proved to be quite the opposite. You know, we're finding that even um, those, you know, 60 and above well, are, codgers are, like me. <laughs> are, readily, are readily adapting to this, um, are able to have more meaningful connections with their physicians in their home, often have a caregiver with them, you know, that, that can help walk them through it. Again, a few kinks, obviously, that, you know, still need to be worked out. But for the most part, we're really finding that there is not a big generational gap. Uh, between those that are readily no, and you could imagine the older people have more health issues those young people when they fall they bounce right up <laughs> we older <laughs> folk when we fall we're blacked out for <laughs> the tech matters more let me ask you about one of the hiccups that i've heard about which is insurance and some of the things that have kept 
telemedicine kind of wrapped up is the need to have an office visit to charge it to your insurance company or how long it is. And there's regulations about how much technology can prescribe and all sorts of red tape like that. Is that some of the hiccups you were talking about, the insurance and regulation? So so that's definitely been a hurdle that, that the industry has had to look at. And if you've been following this, you know, those floodgates are really opening up for us now. Medicare, Medicaid are now reimbursing. Insurance companies are now openly reimbursing um, for the telehealth visits. So I think that's one of the obstacles that we're going that is being quickly dismantled. That's fantastic to, news. Yeah, to, to really accommodate for um, you know this this new world of access that that we're all living in. This is super interesting, Lynn. I want to build on that on the pay, on the uh, doctor side. So, what are your thoughts on? You know, in a new world, because Barbara and I are figuring out how are we going to deliver engagement in our classroom now that we are fully online. Is there a, is there an analysis looking at how doc the, the patient doctor relationships and the expectations of consumers in terms of the 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 sort of relationships and engagement that they have with their care providers, doctors specifically? I mean, is are are there unique things that are happening because of telemedicine and, the, and the, the constraints that may exist in terms of delivering this or, or delivering care through this sort of channel. Is there, is there anything that, that you can talk about with respect to that? Sure. I mean, you know, again, this is all uh, pretty new, but we're watching this very closely. And, and, and what we have found over the past six months is that most physicians as well as consumers will report um, a, an enhancement in the relationship. They're able to spend a bit more time. The physician is able to see the consumer in their home environment and observe things that they wouldn't normally be able to observe or see could be potential trouble spots in, in an exam room. Interesting. The physician is also, you know, right there in the moment, and this is a big area where Publicis Health is, is you know, now really looking to focus is what type of content do we now need to provide both the consumer and the physician to prepare for the visit, to get the most out of the visit, to have instant and immediate follow-up to, to what the physician and the patient has, has talked about. So we are, you know, every day advancing our thoughts around what is the content exchange, what's the dialogue exchange, how do you prepare to really get the most out of that, um, that engagement and, and follow-up. And I have a question for you about the ethics of all of this. One of the things that I've heard is is another one of these issues is what is medical advice? Um, What do you need a doctor expertise for? What can you allow an algorithm to make a decision about? Uh, So when does it cross over from algorithm to doctor expertise and what's that line and what are the ethics around all of that? Sure. I mean, it speaks to a point I, I hit on a little bit earlier, you know, finding that finding that balance and, and bridging the gap between um, tech and touch. Certainly, you know, AI is, is allowing um, access to information and the ability to make decisions in a much more uh, quick but far more personal way. So the data today is really being used to ensure that uh, in many, I mean, it's used in very level in various levels, but one of the benefits is for physicians to very quickly be able to understand what is the right 
medicine for you? What are the things that I need to factor in that are unique to your data set, to your lifestyle, to your you know, socioeconomic status, to where you live, that will really optimize my chance to give you a treatment path that you will engage with and that we can get some successful outcomes um, um, from? The other thing, you know, the data exchange, obviously, in health is, is a very sacred thing. Um, it's something that we all have to really be responsible um, for and, and continue to build the equity and the trust around it. But for the most part here, again, we are finding that people are very willing um, to share their data because the value that you get in return for all those things that I just mentioned, the opportunity to feel far more comfortable that what's being prescribed for you is right for you, is mitigating the risk or the fears that you may have about sharing that data. I don't and know. If, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and let's and let's face it. You know, we're all of these disconnects with data are being dismantled one by one for us as you know systems get more integrated, and I think um, in the end that will serve patients far better. Than, than ever before. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I mean, the, the whole idea of like take, I mean, and you're seeing this not only in the smart connected home, but you're seeing it connected um, with the role of say CVS or the clinics or a whole, it's a whole different ecosystem to think about health now than I think it used to be. Absolutely. I mean, where we, where we access our care um, is dramatically changing. So, you, you know, we've, we've just talked about home, um, the retail environment is now becoming, you know, a key place for us to to access health. And, you know, I th- we will continue to see the likes of Walgreens, Walmart, CVS um, playing a, a bigger role in providing health uh, healthcare for the communities. And what is the feeling about the traditional healthcare providers about that? Are they fighting it, kicking or screaming or are they happy to be part of this new world? You know, I think it's it's a mix. It's a mix. We're going, we're going through a trans transitional um, stage, and I, I think we'll continue to see some diversity of opinion. Um, but I think there are certain things that uh, it really opens up the opportunity for the physician to focus on other things, while the um, you know the retail environment kind of takes care of what I'll call the nuts and bolts. Well, that's pretty interesting. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work and all that you represent? Absolutely. They can follow us on uh, publicishealth.com and also our our LinkedIn uh, Publicis Health page. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.